Sugar Ray, Speed Home, California. Is that who that was? That's exactly who that was. Yes. <coughs> and before that, I had <laughs> LL Cool J. I can't live without my radio. That's from '85. Really? That's some vintage. Thirty. <laughs> 33 years old? Fuck. That was some shit, man. LL Cool J music is 33 I'm pulling it out for you folks. Look at me. Digging deep. insane. Digging deep for the listeners. I'm going like crazy. Like, it's like out of control crazy. And if you know where to get us on mutinyradio.fm, you get us for free. And uh, we're always happy for a donation. But if you want to pay for the FTW show, we have actually made it onto iTunes. Crazy, huh? right? One of the guys on the station made this all happen. I was at the station meeting a couple weeks ago. Have you checked it? Uh, I don't know how to do iTunes. I'm kind of uh, not that guy. <laughs> anyway, they put together a, a, a package where it's on the air and uh, available. and could be, uh, I suppose, purchased. I don't know. Maybe we're under the freebie uh, bargain counter. But Mutiny Radio is in uh, on iTunes. So it, ultimately, their whole catalog is available there. What? All the way back to the Wild Bill and Paul days and Michelle and the really? whole... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I believe yeah. the whole list should be on there. I don't know. Maybe it's just only the well, most recent Well, if not, shows. you can go to the mutinyradio.fm. The more important, the more modern times Download each one separate. It won't upload it automatically, but you can still get them and you can, uh, you can download them yourself. Hmm. I keep them on my phone. They're actually in my lineup on my... Uh... <laughs> right <laughs> off Mutiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I'll just, I'll pull up the show during, like, the next day or something. Like, if I'm not working, I'll be at home, like, doing dishes or something. So I'll pull up the show and play it on my phone. And as I'm playing it, I'll download it at the same time. It takes, like, five, ten minutes, something like that, because I got slow slow internet, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Bada bang. Boom. Then it's in the phone, and it goes right into my playlist. So, like, fucking, I'll have my playlist on fucking, on a... Oh no, what's that one? You know what? The arrow's crossing each other instead of going in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, arrow thingy guy. <laughs> I lost the word. For I'm, I'm that guy, trust me, with computers. I am not the computer guru of the, of Ooh, half of so the So it mixes show. up all your tunes, right? So but I can't answer the phone if you want to call us. 415. 
550-0511. No, actually, you can't. It took you two tries to get Gail on the phone last week when it was ringing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you talked to her. and you <laughs> We had a nice chat, and then I was like five minutes, to go. you're like, I got I to gotta get back on the air. I got to go. Bye, Gail. <laughs> she'll just keep talking. Oh, you, you do have to cut her off eventually. She she's a lovely she's, lady, but... She thinks she's on the radio. I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she's, she's completely overgored. She should have gone to St. Louis this weekend is what she should have done. I think she's probably drinking two or three bottles of wine a day. I mean, she's probably a lot of fun, honestly. I'm sure she's a sweet lady. But yeah. Hell yeah. I told her, come on down to the station. She lives in San Francisco. Yeah, she is in the neighborhood. You can I have think. your own show, Pam. She doesn't even listen to the station. I think. She got the number from somebody, so now she calls it all the time. She'd probably be afraid of the internet that the government is listening. She's one of those deeply dis- mistrusting with the government, I which so. I can't blame her on that one. No, we've talked about this just some recently. Of the older shows, dude, because Paul got into it with her at one point because she was she was talking about something and he was like, "So do you ride a motorcycle?" And she's like. Oh no! I saw a guy one time. He was. <laughs> and I guess he like slid, it slid out, and he smacked into the curb, and it cracked his head open or something before the helmet laws or some shit. And she's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't get on one of those things." And he's like, "You realize you're calling a motorcycle show, right?" <laughs> we're tracking your address as we speak. <laughs> so from then on, Paul would knit. He was like, "No, we're not. We're not taking calls. You'd start rattling off. Here we are, five five zero. Oh, here five one one." And he's like. Shh. We're not answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that one. That's great. It must have been during my absence. Uh, so uh, uh, Supercross went down this weekend. St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, there's more? Oh, you kidding? I could go on all fucking night. Well, it is only like 9.09. This is when the race report usually starts. I'm, I hope you got some race report for us. Oh, man. I can wax poetic for a while, pal. The gateway to the West, St. Louis. <laughs> poetic. St. Louis <laughs> played host to the Supercross Saturday. A packed house greeted competitors to a St. Paddy's Day race. And 450 action points leader Jason Anderson uh, jumped his... Husqvarna to a quick start, but could only watch as the green cowie, the green cowie of Eli Tobak motored away. Eli Tobak was on fucking fire the other night. Uh, was he? St. Pat must have thrown some golden luck Eli's way uh, because he left everyone. I mean, fucking everyone. Um, they're timing it out now. I think it's a 20-minute race or something like that. So by the eight-minute mark, he was 10 seconds ahead, and he ended up winning by over 20 seconds. And that's an eternity in a motocross race. It, dude's badass. Fucking A, man. He seconds. was on fucking fire. Uh, Jason Anderson uh, rode his Husky to second, uh, which is fine with him because he does have the points lead, and he's leading substantially. Uh, Mar- Marvin Moosequin rounded out the podium. Uh, last week's winner, Justin Brayton, collected fourth. Anderson added two points to his lead to now over 42 points over Mooskwin. Yep. 246 points. He's pretty much got the thing wrapped. Well, I wouldn't say wrapped up, but he's got a very comfortable lead. It's looking good for Jason Anderson. Uh, 250 action. Husky rider Zach Osborne leaped to an early lead, but Austin Fortner jumped a quad and led by lap laps one completion. Uh, his lead would not last as he dropped his bike and resumed and ended up in fifth place. Uh, Fork, as buddies call him, Forkner, uh, Fork would also go down with another rider and finish sixth. Osborne would go on to the win with Jeremy Martin on a Honda uh, second place and Jordan Smith on a KTM third. Uh, 
lovely, isn't it? <laughs> it makes me think there's like palm trees around I'm the corner. I'm is this so herb? Like, I'm so like, oh yeah. Is this herb? Wow, you are in the groove, bro. Give it to go. You're on fire. <laughs> I'm so like on a beach somewhere, fucking barefoot, dancing in club, drunk. Dude. Suntan. Jorge. Jorge. My closet consists of three swimsuits. Jorge by the sea. <laughs> I would come visit you and, and like wait for dark because my pasty white skin sunburns. But if there's palm one trees, of those straw hats make myself every fucking week. I make a new one. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Jimmy Buffett commercial or so. That sounds great. I'm feeling all good about this, man. Awesome. Yeah, this is her album. This is called Freight Train Joe. <laughs> Some of the racing looked like a free trade out there. I couldn't there. make this shit up. <laughs> um, takeaways from St. Louis Supercross. Uh, 450, Jason Anderson's got the best chance. Uh, Marvin Muskin will take runner-up, barring any bad luck uh, between those two. 250 East, uh, Zach Osborne is back on track as he defends his number one plate. He's now got an eight-point lead over uh, Forkner. So looking good for him. So that is St. Louis. Now next we have MotoGP, and I th- we might want to just really go into a song or two before I really dive deep and go crazy you on wanna, that one. You want to go there? You want to go I, there? I think so. I think so. We're rolling good with the music. Kind of breaks up the whole, you know. Not all the tuners tune out. You know, well, both of them don't tune out at once. You know, it's kind of good that way. We can track you. We can see who's listening right now. Okay, not really. I heard we should get like 800 hits a month though. I was kind of surprised by that. So hey, maybe we'll get like I don't know. 804 this month. Wouldn't that be hot? We're going to get like thousands. Thousands. It's going to be insane. We're going to be rich and famous. It's going to be insane. No such thing as insane. You don't even know. You think you know, but you don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Try me.
Yowza. Yowza's right, man. That was Helmet, dude. Fuck yeah, it was. My fucking Helmet, dude. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what you wanted. Jump Before on. that was the new American wave of fucking Dropkick Murphys. Really? Yes. Good shit, bro. Yeah, it was kind of lively. I didn't know we were going to have much more than that, so I was kind of ready to end the show right there, but we still got some time. You still got some report. I got lots of reporting to do. Yeah. What? Oh, yes. It was the big weekend that begins with MotoGP start of their season. That's huge for a lot of us motorcycle fan racing. And uh, it proved to be a very good race. Uh, It was a great time out there. Uh, The Qatar. 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 Uh, Circuit. uh, uh, Low Sal Circuit is uh, located in Qatar. And uh, it was a roasty, toasty 87 degrees. It uh, wasn't that uh, hot as expe- I expected it. But anyway, they were the, cir- uh, the, the big, the uh, main race under the lights. But uh, the earlier races, uh, Moto3 uh, took off late afternoon with the sun still up. Uh, that kicked off uh, the race competition in the desert that, this weekend. Uh, Jorge Martin hole-shotted the pack and started to pull a seven-bike lead early. Uh, he was able to hold off other riders for a while as slipstreaming is key in the small bike classes uh aaron Kinnett was able to move close to martin and make it a two-man race with a seven rider battle for third if you've ever watched one of these races it is a bumblebee pack out there constantly drafting back and forth it's been that way for decades and it's great shit to check out uh you could open a walmart between the lead duo and the rest of the pack that was kind of surprising these guys get that far ahead uh it all came down to the last lap and eric connect could not slipstream jorge martin and settled for second place uh lorenzo uh, that left Eric Kinnett for second, uh, uh, and Lorenzo Dalla Porta would round out the podium there. Uh, John McPhee and Ania Bastiani both crashed out. They were both uh, title contender, uh, contenders last year. Um, top four riders all on Hondas. So that was Moto3. Moto2. Uh, Moto3. What's the difference between Moto3 and Moto2? Moto3 is just a line of 300cc twins, and Moto2 is 600 four cylinders at the moment, and they're all Hondas. They're sealed. You're given a Honda motor, it's supposed to be sealed, and you race. I think there's like five motors for the season or something like that, but uh, everybody has a Honda motor in the 600 class, or the, uh, the Moto2 class. They are. They get five motors for the for the season. Yeah. Is it like an invite only, or can anybody just say, "Hey, give me some engines"? Uh oh. Uh, they're they're looking for manufacturers. Like uh, I think Kalex makes a bike. There's a bunch of different manufacturers that came out with uh, different ideas, but it's all just turned into twin spar frames. Uh, you know, nothing radical. All, they're all telescopic forks. Uh, there might be a single sided swing arm out there, but for the most part pretty standard you know stuff what most of the manufacturers sell but race only you know so it's really lightweight you know right carbon fiber where they can there's some cool shit out there so it's all chain drive or are they doing any uh shaft drives or nah shaft drive eats up a little bit of horsepower so everything's chain so they all run like big bikes used to run like 630s like your harley would probably run a 630 on the street if it was chain drive um if you had a 750 or bigger bike you had a six. What did I just say? Six thirty. So now they run five twenty chains, and they eat up chains faster. But they're lighter chains, and you get aluminum sprockets. And everything's like really lightweight. So, hmm. but it's a strong enough chain to handle a six hundred or even a one thousand these days. You know, so at least yeah. for a couple a race or two. Five thirty. I think that's what I got on the XR. <laughs> oh, is that right? It's a good size chain. Yeah, 
Yeah, 520 hey. is even a little bit smaller than that. Yeah. So, what do you got on your dirt bike? Uh, I believe that's a 530. Yeah, there you go. I ride a dirt bike. I just replaced that a couple of years ago. Uh, you haven't I, had it a couple of years, have you? I have. How many times I have. Have you I got rid of the 500. Um, I got out four times last year. Fuck, I'm embarrassed. You should be. But I need to get out. I need. I need to go out for a ride. I, I'm. I'm due. But I need to do some work on the beast. But anyway, uh, dusks was setting in as Alex Marquez had a great view of Francesca Bagnaya uh, with Lorenzo Baldassari uh, giving chase. Uh, Marquez gave chase to those guys. Wow, I fucked that up. Uh, Bagnaya was uh, led the whole thing until the last lap when Baldassari briefly led uh, Bagnaya retook the lead and uh, the 25 points to start the 2018 Moto2 season. Uh, Marquez survived running wine to take third. Uh, his rear disc was glowing red as he rode with only his front brakes. So he ran wide, was able to hold on to third place and then finished the race with only front brakes. And, you know, it used to be that's all you used, but now people use the rear brake to keep you from pitching more forward. It, it affects the handling of the bike. Right. So... Anyway, cool huh. shit out there. American Joe Roberts was 25th in the race. So are, they, are they sliding around out there, too? Oh, yeah, they're sliding everywhere So you need there. the rear brake to, like, tap it to get it sideways and then gas in it, right? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. That's uh, uh, a huge part of uh, road racing these days is right. the whole tap it and slide it into basically, the corner. Basically drifting it. Yeah, initiate, yeah, initiate the drift into the corner and then ride and then the drift out. gas the fuck out of it. Yep, yeah, exactly. A little smoke coming off there and just drive the fans nuts. Yeah. That's it, bro. Right? If they see, see what they're really seeing. It's all about you your know? people, man. I mean, you might win over a couple today. Fuck yeah. Pulling that kind of shit. Hell yeah. Dude, they're always mobbing me for signatures when I road race AFM. Okay, never, but <laughs> it was still a great time out there, you know? <laughs> now, under the bright lights of the LaSalle circuit, <laughs> Johan Zarco, before I get my ass kicked, uh, showed how a pole center glory, should start. Glory days. I, I used to. <laughs> glory days. <laughs> I, well, you don't have them lined up on your little uh, mountain bike course out there on Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> I Here tried. he comes! Here he comes! <laughs> They ring, they ring cowbells while you drive by. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do get, uh, well, well, Gail comes out and uh, a they, few others. They, they have those, what was that, the, the, uh, the, what was that, the soccer fucking game they had in Africa and they had those fucking bassoons or whatever they were blowing, the fucking big horns. That oh, the Sousa horns? The Sousa. Oh, those things are horrible. That sounds like something your fans would, would have. Just to irritate <laughs> Only if your fans were close and enough. <laughs> Fucking, probably wearing a football helmet flying down the hill. Uh, <laughs> we're all going to the bar afterwards. Big chunk of fresh. I would have been a great chunk, famous person. You kidding? It would have been great. Grass stuffed in your fucking helmet. I went down, but the helmet saved me. I'm going to give it away later. I might auction it. You never know. You never can tell. Uh you know who you can tell is Johan Zarco. Uh, he showed how a pole sitter should start by shrieking away from the front and taking the lead that Mark Marquez would briefly hold for three corners. Uh, Zarco would hold a nice lead until lap 17. So this guy, like, took pole position, right? Fucking very good. Uh, had a great year last year, still in a satellite, you know, Yamaha this year. Um, 
uh, his uh, tires started going on lap 17, and that's when Johan went backwards through the pack. Uh, Mark Marquez constantly badgered Zarco, and next he was Andre Davizioso, who slowly made his, made his way up through uh, the, the pack, uh, saving his tires. And Marquez was quite impetuous in chasing the boys down and sliding everywhere. So ended up with Davizioso in front on the Ducati with Mark Marquez on his Honda chasing him. Uh, and third was Rossi, uh, who had briefly led earlier, um, but was content to uh, run third. Uh, Zarco slid back uh, third, fourth, fifth, and eventually I think he took, where was he, sixth? No. Uh, faded to fourth before resuming the lead challenge with Dovi and Marquez. Oh, Valentino Rossi was an early challenger to, uh, to Zarco, but faded to fourth before resuming the lead ch- challenge with Dovi and Marquez. Uh, in the end, the man who could sit, who could serve tires showed patience at poise under Divisioso held off a late charge from Mark Marquez to take the checkers. Uh, Marquez would take second. Rossi would claim third. Cal Crutchlow fourth and Daniello Petrucci fifth. So that was the race. I don't think I butchered that too bad this week, uh, but great racing out there. It was under the lights for the uh, uh, the the night race there for the big race there. Three hundred and fifty kilometers down the main straight. That works out to like two five two ten someplace in there. They're fucking boogieing down the straight. It's fucking good shit, George. It's no joke, man. Um, straight up. Uh, why is it? Just some MotoGP notes here. Why isn't Johan Zarco on a factory Yamaha? This one's killing me. This guy was like out qualifying the regular Yamaha uh, factory bikes, and it just ain't happening. Uh, he 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 was just fucking badass. It's business. He's he's doing it on a Yamaha, right? He is, but he's a satellite rider. So he's like, right. they should not be winning races. The main factory Yamaha bike should be winning. Should be. It's kind of an embarrassment for Yamaha not to it be winning. kind of is. Well, why isn't Honda grabbing this kid up and saying, hey, you should race with us? Maybe he's only riding the Yamahas. He's kicking ass. He's still putting Yamaha on the fucking, on the fucking leaderboard, right? He is. There you go. He why do we, we got to pay this kid? He's doing it for us. Uh, I, he's running a deal. Ducati dominated practice, Petrucci and Divisioso. Uh, not so much with Lorenzo, but those guys were constantly one, two, three, or four. And uh, for quite a while, it was Ducati's three out of the top four. And then uh, Zarco comes along and scoots and, and takes the pole position. Fucking badass guy. Uh, Danilo Petrucci, another guy that should be on a full factory ride, had a great ride for Ducati, and then faded in the race. That was a, a shame to see that we happen. Should, we should look into raising funds for that guy so he can be an independent. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a, <laughs> a valiant effort, but. Why not? Uh, I think we ought to raise ourselves for the like FTW fucking the FTW, FTW sponsor. Put a big FTW Bro, on his back. <laughs> can't give you much money. How about I take you out for beers and buy a joint? I don't know. <laughs> I can paint your fairings for you and put a big FTW on the side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's all stickers put together, but we do need to get some FTW stickers going. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo's weekend uh, was a weekend to forget with a crash halfway through the race. He lost his brakes altogether. So it was fortunate he wasn't going 300 clicks. He was only going like uh, 180 clicks. That's like 100, 120. So he was able to take it out into the desert someplace and just dump it in the gravel. So... But scary moment for him, losing your brakes altogether. That's not a good thing. What gear was he in at, at that speed? Probably fourth. Yeah, downshift. Uh, you can only uh, do that so much, you know. <laughs> you, yeah. Eventually, you got to ditch he it. dragging his feet? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be doing that. I, I did that once. It was, didn't work very well. Dude, I had a bike when I was a kid. I used to ride a BMX bike to school every day. And fucking, I built this bike up myself. And at the time, the popular thing was freewheel fucking... Because before... Uh, when I was a kid, 
Coaster most, brakes. Most bikes had coaster brakes. Yep. And then they came out the free wheels on the BMX, right? And you had to put fucking hand brakes on the fucking thing. Yep. You'd fly with a fucking free. Free wheels. Yeah. They, they rolled pretty good. So I had Skyway Tufts, man. But I had a frame. I had a mongoose frame that was from 76 or something, which they didn't have hand brakes back then. So it didn't have a mount for the handbrake, but it had a little clip for the fucking coaster brake, right? Yeah. So I didn't have any brakes. <laughs> My neighbor had so that. It didn't work well sometimes. San Francisco's got a lot of hills. Yeah, there, was, there was a couple of close calls, but fucking, you know, back then, you know, they knew kids were riding around the streets like little assholes anyhow. So people were looking out more and they weren't driving like dicks to begin with, I don't think. Or not as bad. I did get hit on that bike one time. That's another story for another day. <laughs> Tune in so, next week for George's. So yeah, no, I used to just bronco the, I used to bronco the curb, you know, at top speed. Uh, every block, I'd like switch over to another block and just like you hit the flats and then you go down a block as fast as as fast as fuck or a couple blocks and then cut in and I bunny bunny hop and like do a power slide across somebody's front lawn and then fucking <laughs> jump back on the street. Your regular Bart Simpson, dude. It was fucking outstanding. <laughs> In hindsight, I should have been dead a long time ago. But, but man, wow. it, was, it was a thrill fucking hitting an intersection at fucking top speed with no brakes, man. Uh, I, you know, interesting you bring this up because I was working out by Evans Street the other day and I kept hearing this like, Shoo! and it was the kids coming down from the projects and jumping on bikes. And there was a big hill at an intersection. They'd go flying down the hill and they'd rub their, what, their foot against the forks and kind yeah, of jam it, it in there. It between the forks and, and the And then he'd tire. let off and, and like, like, away they'd go. It was a big hill. You'd boogie down it. Out by the post office. Yeah, so you stick your, you stick your foot between the, the tire and the, and the forks and behind it and it sucks your foot into the fucking forks. Yeah, exactly. And then your foot dragging on the tire slows you down. Yeah, my neighbor did that. I was like, you can have it, pal. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> George has been there. It was more fun to power slide across somebody's lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. Just pitch that thing sideways and go like 25 feet through some nice, because I live in a foggy neighborhood. It's always a little moist. Oh, fucking ideal. Always. Slip sliding, bro. I still got that bike. Do you really? Goddamn right I do. Fuck yeah. Um, you can't have it. No? Uh, Magic bus. So let's see here. Oh, yeah, that. So, uh, what's his name? Pedrosa. Uh, what is Pedrosa's name? First name. I cannot think of it at the moment. Let's just uh, call him Pedro Pedrosa. Mr. Pedrosa. It was his 200th MotoGP appearance. Uh Pretty good racer, lots of uh, runner-ups, but just a perennial runner-up guy. Never won the title. Let's see what happens with that guy this year. Uh, uh, Danny Pedrosa had a day to forget with uh, seventh place. Oh, that Danny Pedrosa. There you go. Uh, Marco Franco Morbidelli's first MotoGP race. He's just moved up from Moto2, gave him a 12th place. And also Tom Luthi from Moto2 uh, moved up MotoGP, took 16th place. Uh, AFM kicked off their season in uh, Button Willow and saw, uh, uh, let's see, Andrew Lee uh, claim victory uh, in Formula Pacific with Bryce Prince runner-up and Corey Call rounding out the podium. Uh, that's it for race action with Calendar World Superbike. We have Thailand next weekend, March 24th to 25th. Supercross moves to Indianapolis next weekend. March 24th, Moto America. You know, this, this whole Thailand April race, 15th. this whole th Thailand race with the pre-inspection and all that kind of shit that we've been talking about for like six weeks now. <laughs> I haven't heard about any of the races anywhere with so much going on. Oh, they're going to be there next week. It's like, well, they're testing. I'm trying to bait the audience yeah, they were to get them they were testing, the, they were testing the track. 
Oh, no, they're testing their bikes, you fool. But, yeah, but they went to Thailand to test their bikes. Well, because that's where the racetrack was. Their, their next, For the race. Their second race, yes. Yeah. They so just where, they, where are they going after, before that? Where are they going next week? They're going to Thailand. All right, week after that's that. That's where World Superbike, that's who week was testing that. it. Uh, they don't race that next weekend. I'm not sure where they go after that. Right, because we haven't heard about all the testing they're doing on the tracks or any of that bullshit. It's like Thailand's fucking coming up all the time. Because right? I haven't told you. That's what it is. Maybe I'm withholding information, George. Maybe when you punch... When Your you, brain when can you, only handle maybe so you, much. Maybe when you pull up Google, Thailand comes right up. I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Oh, the things you could think. Actually, his name was Soyce. <laughs> didn't sound like mother goose though so there you go moto america will be in road atlanta opening their season uh tax day april but wait, 15th there's more <laughs> moto gp moves its traveling roadshow to argentina april 8th George. argentina are they testing are they testing the track anytime soon i would love to hear about it i you? sure hope so <laughs> you sarcastic prick better give it as afm heads over Thailand. to button willow april 14th fifty for a tax day special weekend as well are those, have those guys been in Thailand the whole time? Like five weeks? They've been like hanging out there like, hey, we're testing the track. <laughs> testing the- <laughs> yeah, they just hang out there all the time. We're doing testing. Shut up, eh? <laughs> Forgot about us. Who's asking? <laughs> Is that it for the race report? That's the race report. I've given up. Yeah, you stuck you a, you a mouthful of chocolate bar in your mouth. It's like, is it over? Did you say that's it? It's over, George. I just can't do anymore. Great race report. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All handwritten. Can't wait to hear about Thailand next week. <laughs> if you're lucky, I'll invite you over to watch it. Oh, joy. Wouldn't that be a <laughs> I can't wait. Shiny
what you've really got It's hard to stay and not pretend Can't make sense in what you thought Seems I can't comprehend I'm happy to be only all that you see And I'm not one to learn to be the same I don't wanna hear you bitch no more I was better off a year
and we're back. Hey, and we're back. That was uh, that was President of the United States of America. I, I kind of opened the show with uh, with the same song, but it was Let's Rock, right? And th- this is their other end of that. It's a little longer than the first one. Before that was uh, Book 41. Bookends, one might say. Crazy Amanda Bunkface. And we started that out with Hagfish in a song by the name of Bullet. Actually, that's kind of a cool tune. Bullet. Bullet. Like the whiskey. Kind of like bullshit, but without the shh. <laughs> that you're so used to. <laughs> some are adept, some are not. <laughs> I don't know how the guys that work do it without me when I'm not there. Squitchy. <laughs> I sure wish he was here right I sure wish he was here right now. <laughs> Where's Squitchy? <laughs> Senior Squitchy. <laughs> Squitcherino. <laughs> Vinny Squitcherino. Oh, That's a good radio name. What do you think, huh? I like Squitchy. It's the Vinny and Vinny show. Which Vinny are it's you the George, It's the George and Squitchy show. The George. <laughs> George and Vinny. George it's kind of like show. Ren and Stimpy. But. Hey, uh, you want to buy a car? I got some watches, too. <laughs> I said that to this one kid I worked with. I was out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the kid was just like a fast talker, like hillbilly kid. And I go, dude, if you're from the big city, you'd be selling TVs off of the back of a truck. And the other guys are howling, and he's like, what's that supposed to mean? I was like, you've never seen this, have you? (laughs) The whole pickup guy rolls up with, oh, dude, I got TVs for sale. You got to get some speakers, whatever. One of my favorite stories of that was the guy that bought the VCR, and it was a couple bricks inside. So he made the mistake of telling his land lady about it right so it goes out and drowns his sorrow sorrows and he comes back and on the porch is a, a brick with a note wrapped around it and it says here's a new vcr tape to play in your new vcr <laughs> kick them in the teeth when they're down that's how you know their family oh dude well it was his landlady <laughs> but nonetheless yeah but obviously she thought of him as family <laughs> enough to fucking rail on yeah, that that's something I would say to my family yeah definitely <laughs> hey look I got you <laughs> actually I'd probably give him a handful of rocks look, there's my whole library here's some mortar <laughs> go crazy they go build right, yourself what they go right in the VCR <laughs> <laughs> Smooth playing bricks. Mm. Mm, this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> Try this one. Uh, Try this one first. <laughs> it's about Masons. <laughs> Man. Cool. Right on. Good show tonight, George. That's something I was going to ask you about. We had a couple, almost had a couple guests on. We should mention Spark because they kick ass. Oh, yeah. Spark Dispensary for all your marijuana needs. Not all, but... Well, a good portion of your marijuana yeah. needs. Check them out. S-P-A-R-C. All, all, your, legal, all your legal marijuana needs. And if you're in the mood for a beverage, stop by Bender's. 19th and South Van S. Bender's is good. Bender's is a cool spot. You know, I was looking through the... Good burgers. I had a burger over there, I think, this weekend, was it? Anyway, yeah, good food. Good shit. We like vendors. That must have been after the after all the whiskey, huh? The, 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 uh, there's a lot of gaps in there. Yeah, they, there could have been a fucking lump of dog shit in there, and you would have missed like, oh, it. Come on, I got better taste than you that. Were you were hammered, monster. You were hammered. <laughs> Maybe you would have noticed a piece of shit, but you wouldn't remember it now because I'm not exactly a gourmet <laughs> diner. But I, yeah, please. dude, whiskey is evil. It is a wicked, wicked vehicle. If, if, if you're riding the whiskey train, I can attain to it. 
If you're going to have whiskey, have a glass, sip it, enjoy it. It's a great at home thing. And then switch to beer. Yeah, it's a great at home thing. It's a great one not to... uh... You know, yeah. Yeah, it's for sipping and like not doing shot after shot after shot after shot after... Ugh. Yeah. Eesh. That's a great way to turn it into a train wreck. But maybe maybe our FTW listeners are into shot after shot. And and they listen to the show that we actually semi-condone it or maybe not condone it. Yeah, well, Jim... So We're enthusiastic for you. How about that? There's, I know. I got plenty of friends that think Jim Beam is kind of high-end, so... <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody enjoyed his Jim Beam. I watched him get a DUI once. It was pretty wild. Ah, that's terrible. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah, sad that's, story. That's neither here nor there. That's something to think about, though. So, mm-hmm. you guys, if you're going to go out and ride, be safe. If you're going to drink whiskey... Ride's probably a bad idea. <laughs> Especially if you're squitchy. <laughs> right? Yeah, who else should we mention? We should mention Meteor Motorbikes. I've been meaning to call Michelle and say what's up. Oh, yeah, Michelle over at Meteor Motorship, Motorbikes. I freaking love her. And Rob. Good people. Yeah. They I never met Rob. You haven't met Rob? I've met Rob a few times, man. Really? Rob's good people. Dude, Rob rocks. Rob right fucking rules, dude. And his band kicks ass, too. Badass. Yes. Good man, Rob. We should give her a call next week. Do a phone interview, but like sneak attack phone interview. <laughs> sneak that's attack. What you, that's what you can start doing. We might be on the air. We might not. Hey, you can, you can sneak do. attack. <laughs> I'm standing outside your bedroom you do, right now. Are you inside? You, you can do crank calls. You're, you're so oh anxious to, to touch the phone. <laughs> Try and find Gail's number. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best? Reverse it on her? Maybe not. Oh, thanks. Radio Silas. That's my partner. <laughs> you brought it on yourself. Oh, uh, no. That was a, fu- was a funny shit. You used to it by I'm, now, man. I'm working the room here, and you're just a, just a tough room, George. How about Low Down Barbecue? How about them? <laughs> <laughs> Give them a call if they're still a number. Uh, <laughs> I think that's about it. George is Steve Productions. He's George Stevens, and I'm Stephen St. George, and this has been our show. Hey. Y'all hold my beer. Hey! Fuck the world. Fuck the world. Fuck the world.
fuck the world. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pantheon. Oh shit, alright, cool. Clubhouse. Every Friday. So we'll get started in about five minutes. Happy hour, open mic. I am a subscriber on Podkicker because I'm an Android guy. It's a great Can't fuck with Tim game. Cook. They have a fun um, I don't know if anyone listens to this shit live. I know like 10,000 people a week listen to Pam show that comes after. So look around you. Awesome. About to get started. Laughing off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks 
hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Yo. All right. Can you, can you help me out again? You've helped me so much. Pretty lady in the back. Can we can we cut the music? Yeah, worker owned. Can we cut the music? Food cooperative located Is that possible? 45 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say. Oh man. All right, let's get this motherfucker started. We're going to start with some crowd work. This would be a better show if shout it out. The host was here. Here. Make some noise for Sereni! Yeah. Do the people on air even know this is a mic? Yeah. What the fuck? This is a tight operation. I was at least expecting 30 seconds of crowd work. Yeah. Some kind of something. You didn't hear any of that, did you? Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, anyways, uh, I'm just kidding. He's cool. Um, cool. All right, let's talk about it. So uh, I'm broke. I don't know. Are you guys broke? Because, uh, okay, we get it. You do a successful job in the daytime, 9 to 5, went to Cal Berkeley, and you're buff. Okay, I need to work out. Okay, uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, no, I'm broke. And I mean broke, okay, not poor. There's a big difference. Because broke is when the napkins at McDonald's are thicker than your toilet paper. Okay, and then, and poor is when the napkins at McDonald's are your toilet paper. <laughs> and you shit in the to-go bag. Okay, big difference. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm broke. And I, I found out recently that 99 cent tacos from Jack in the Box have no nutritional value. They just hold space in your stomach long enough for you to go job hunting. <laughs> Cardboard with sriracha works just as good. Um, and I live in a very illegal housing situation at the moment in an attic. Uh, the family downstairs hasn't noticed yet, so it's chill. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I, I just like, um, I live with like a. a Please give it up for DJ Sasquatch Baracho, who's just in the We have a fantastic program of music for you this evening. How many people out there like Pins of Light? They are playing here tonight. I'm fucking believable. Uh, has anybody ever seen the birth effects? They're fine, they're great. They're from Los Angeles, and they're gonna fucking melt your faces and kick your eye holes in. But I know, it sounds very aggressive. 
very aggressive. Well, we're first and foremost, we're going to kick it off with uh, something we're very excited about. Welcome to the stage, people, War Bison.
One shot of tequila, baby. Got it.
about this big out room.
what are they called? Promos. But they give the money for it. Like, there's an actual Twitter bird that's part of the plot. Like, I'm not fucking with you. It's like a crux of the whole movie is the Twitter bird. It's so bad. <laughs> and then the children are, like, watching it, like, I need a phone. And the whole thing's about children being on their phones. Like, that's the whole movie. It's like junior highers and high schoolers, like, walking around like this and how that's their entire life. I'm like, why are we letting this be okay? God. It's, ah. Okay, last poll for me. There's plenty of them in here, though, you guys. Uh, what is your dream job or what your dream job is uh, to be Yoda? Clearly, at that point, I didn't know how grammar worked. Uh, what my dream job is, I would probably say um, I would want to murder Martha Stewart and then make a skin robe out of her and then be her. And like, I would be Martha Stewart. Like, is that possible? Can you do that? Can I actually be her? Like, just to have like, it would be so crazy to um, like make decisions and not have a committee about it. Does that happen to you as a woman? Like men make decisions and people do it and then women make decisions and they make a committee. Does that ever happen? Am I the only one? No? Dad, we're not used to that. She gives me the look like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They always want to form a committee. They're like, we should really, we should really talk about this in group. I'm like, no, we could just get it done. (laughs) It's it's fine. I was really frustrated today. Uh, Hey, we sing a little song before we start this show and then we'll get it going with our crazy comics. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Comedy Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. (laughs) I need to get a vaporizer. It hurts. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! We're all in for a hell hat. Who knows what's going to happen? These crazy kids coming up. Uh, your first comedian of the night. Your first comedian of the night. What a funny guy he is. You guys can see him in the upcoming Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. Here, he's actually in the Locals Only show, which is the opening show of the whole festival on March 1st at 6 o'clock. But you get to see him now on Hell Hat. Clap your hands together for Marty Cunney. <laughs> I am scared of blank. Um, I used to say dying alone, but that's kind of what we all do. So I would say that I am most scared of probably kangaroos, to be honest. Uh, I'm talking about like in terms of animals that we are most okay with, but are the most dangerous uh, in general. I mean, have you ever seen a kangaroo kick someone in the face? That's some fucking scary shit, okay? They're like deer that can kill you. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's, just, it's just part of the Australian agenda. Just a whole nation of animals that can just fucking murder you. Uh, no matter what it looks like, it kills you. A platypus is poisonous, people. Yeah. You'll fucking understand that? A platypus has a, a venomous barb behind its left paw. Only on one side. It's not even fucking symmetrical. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Uh, I don't get it. I don't... Uh, the whole goddamn nation. Trying to kill you. Oh, uh, hot take. I know. Okay. High five. Always appropriate. 
Um, not at a veterans march. Uh, you never know what they got going on. Uh, that might just be a limb that doesn't go above shoulder height. They might not have a high five in them. Uh, so I, I would just not chance that one. Uh, I was wondering, you say, uh, the question is, is high five always appropriate? Can you go for the high low with a dwarf? Is that okay to go for like the high low follow through with a dwarf? I feel like it is, but like, I just don't know. I, I, it's one of those etiquette things that I, I don't have enough or a dwarf friend to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> I have exactly zero dwarf friends. Uh, that's an untapped market for me. It's like Laotian friends. I don't count my landlord as a friend. Uh, next topic. God, is it real? The re is she real is a real question, right, guys? No, God, is it real? Oh, man, so deep, you know? We get real deep with the hell hat. Um, <laughs> Yeah, God, is it real? I sure hope not because that means someone's been watching me do all the dumb shit that I do. Uh, I mean, essentially, the people are scared. I don't get it. Like, you can't be, like, religious and then also be mad about, like, the NSA because we've had, like, God watching us this whole time and, like, some people were fine with that. And we're just adding another layer to that. It's like God and some creepy weirdo behind a computer. Like, what's the big deal? What's the difference, really? Uh, the same guy that made platypuses and kangaroos is watching you jerk off, okay? Like, that guy's clearly got an agenda we don't understand at all, uh, which I think is kind of his thing, right? Is that, that's the God thing, right? We don't really get what he's doing. Yeah, so uh, if he's real, he's a real weird guy. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that. I'm going to fill every one of my pockets. I was kind of wishing I wore cargo pants so I could put one of these in every single pocket by the time I'm done and finally use every bit of the cargo pant. Uh, kids, yay or devil spawn? Porque no los dos, guys. Porque no los dos. I think kids are both. Uh, mine will certainly be devil spawn. Uh, I was a terrible child growing up. Uh, it was weird because I was... Actually, a blonde child until I was about two years old. And then, like, and as soon as my hair turned brown, I actually turned evil. And I didn't realize. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? That explains it. That explains everything, right? Yeah. I, it was like a weird metamorphosis where, like, I didn't learn it wasn't okay to, like, punch people in the balls until I was, like, six. Uh, so I can blame my uncles for a lot of that, but, like, some of it has to come from me. Like,. <laughs> Some of that has to come from me. But at the same time, I'm going to get to convince them all the little kids to punch other people in the balls. So, like, I guess I can see where the cycle continues. I can so yay, but, you know, unfortunately, they are devil spawn. Um, <laughs> let's see. What do you know more about any, uh, more about than anyone else? Um... Uh, these days, it seems I know a lot more about cuckold porn than a lot of my friends. Because uh, <laughs> uh, then anyone ever gets into the conversation, I like start throwing out terms and stuff, and guys are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you guys don't, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, uh, there's that. Um, 
Definitely wrestling. I haven't found anyone else to talk about with recently that is really as much into wrestling as I am, which is unfortunate because uh, to really understand where we got to in this con- as a country, you have to watch uh, Donald Trump's whole stint in the WWE back what, 10, 15 years ago. Keith knows what I'm talking about. It was fucking amazing. And you got to watch two billionaires chat like, use wrestlers like they were play toys to like challenge each other like my wrestler could beat your wrestler and it was like oh yeah what happens if mine beat yours Uh, i get to shave your head and that was the contest that they had and donald trump of course did not lose but vince mcmahon did so you got to watch vince mcmahon a billionaire ceo of a publicly traded company get held down by the texas rattlesnake stone cold steve austin and get his head shaved by him and Donald Trump. It was, and then we elected him, like 10 or 15 years later, we elected him president. Uh, I think that's just tremendous. Uh, really gives me tremendous hope, of course, that as we all know, 2020, 2024, we're gonna have The Rock running as president. And then we're gonna have, no one's gonna be able to debate The Rock. It's, he's gonna be up there, like, you know, he's gonna pull all the old rock lines out. It's gonna be like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was running for governor and everyone, every time he said, I'll be back, we're like, you're in, man, you're fucking in. Like, this is a shoe one. Why are we having an election right now? Uh, uh, I just can't wait for that debate. It's gonna be, what are they gonna do the fucking line? Like, it's gonna go, but I don't know, that's just what I think, Senator. Uh, what do you think? Well, I, it doesn't matter what you think. He's going to pull up that line and that debate's going to be over. That's going to be on the first question, okay? Uh, it's going to be, when he finally gets in, it's going to be, can you smell the legislation cooking on the con- Congress floor, guys? It's really got some <laughs> tremendous, some tremendous stuff we're putting forward in there. All right, now we'll move on from that. I just got excited there a little bit. Um, why your parents aren't proud of you? Uh, My dad gave in his uh, retirement speech, he said, uh, yeah, every single cunny male since coming to America has worked for the city of San Francisco, except for my son, Marty. (laughs) 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 I was like, I can't tell if that was supposed to be a compliment or not, but it sure didn't sound like one to this room full of firemen and cops. (laughs) 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 It is true, though. I am the first... uh, the first non-cop or fireman in my family since we came to America, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, and I'm pretty sure my parents know it's because I'm the only one who wants to like keep doing drugs after 30. Uh, <laughs> and so, that like became like readily apparent to them the first time I went to Burning Man. They're like, oh, okay, <laughs> we get it now. All right. Uh, uh, uh. The last one night stand. Ooh. Can't even remember because I'm just such a good guy. I always call him back. No. Uh, what is the last one night stand I had? Um, really pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, <laughs> 69 to girl till she threw up on my dick. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, general stuff, uh, classic stuff. I don't know. I mean, what? How did your life went? I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't like I didn't like blame her for it. I appreciated the uh, enthusiasm, but it was just like I can't like 
continue this now like that's that's a first impression that's hard to literally hard to wash off uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right are we merely are we merely a simulacrum does anybody want to clue me in simulacrum okay so you're gonna have to go ahead and tell me what this means are we all robots that seem human Somebody was has somebody been watching a little too much Westworld? Uh, somebody has been watching a little too much Westworld. I kind of hope so, because um, I don't know. It it would explain all like the breaking down of all my joints and everything. Uh, that would that would be like, oh, I he just need to get some oil in there. Uh, not you know, a fifth of Jameson a night. That's not the oil that I need. It's but if I start drinking actual oil. I don't think that's really going to help either. That's not a chance I'm willing to take. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, last poll. Last poll? <laughs> Are you picky? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> um, I don't know. Am I picky? I would say that uh, I have a, a line I don't cross, but it's it's kind of hard to see because it's been on the field for a while and I haven't freshened it up. It's like <laughs> when you you know you go to play on like community park, you can kind of see where the line is, and so no one knows when it's really out of bounds. And every once in a while, you'll see it and be like, "Oh, you're out." And you're like, "Ah, you're right." That's my line. Is like sometimes I don't know I'm way over it until I'm actually looking for it, and. Uh, <coughs> Yeah, I think I'll leave it with that. I think that's, that really says a lot about me. Thanks so much, guys. The hat is hell. Funny, everyone. Yay. When I wrote that one, I was thinking more about food, but clearly you were thinking about sex, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. I think I fixed that a little bit better. Uh, your next comedian up to Brave the Hat is one of the favorite favorite comedians in the entire Bay Area. It's a real treat to see him for you guys. It's a treat every time I get to see him. Clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery. Yes, thank you, Pam. Fellow UCSD grad. Go Tritons. No one gives a fuck. Did uh, did we have a real team? We had several. We had we had water polo was very strong. I uh, we had a baseball team. I thought I was gonna go play baseball there. That's like why I went to the school. And then they were like, "Yeah, you're small." And I was like, "Fuck you, dude." Um, and that's, uh, that's how my athletic career ended. But you know what? My athletic career has never ended because I throw leg kicks every night. Um, all right, why are you feeling these feelings? <laughs> That's a, that's a good question. Um, why am I feeling these feelings? Well, right now, probably uh, red wine and weed are the reasons that I feel this way. Uh, and holy shit, are you asleep? Yeah. <laughs> the way you're sitting, you look like you're like in a chrysalis. You look like a, an insect that is returning to a different life. Uh, looks like we've both dabbled in the same things today. Um, the feelings that I'm feeling right now, I feel great. I feel fantastic. I think most of that is probably, I think this Hawaiian shirt is probably mainlining into my body right now. I think that if, if you put a Hawaiian shirt on bare skin, it's, it's like an acid tab. 
and it just kind of like soaks in and you become riddled with the spirit of aloha. Uh, and that's, that's what you want because the aloha spirit means I'm basically a tropical drink right now. If it was, if it was raining, I would, just, I would just use my tiny umbrella and I'd be fucking set. I'm living life inside of a pineapple. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> that is who I am. I am SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, and I live in a pineapple under the sea. Yo! All right. Uh, did, you, did you guys watch that show? Yeah. It's a good program. I feel like animated shows get to do way more crazy shit. Like, if you're writing for a kid, you're like, ah, their imagination's crazy. Let's get all the drug references going. Um, if you're an adult, it's like, oh, let's talk politics. I'm fucking boring. Um, were berets even cool? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say berets were cool because anytime someone has like one of those long cigarettes, uh, it is cool. And if you're wearing a beret, you have to be smoking a cigarette. Or, or, or a paintbrush. That is acceptable as well. But you have to be mixing it on one of those the stereotypical palettes. I wish I was a painter. Do you ever think about, I, I just wish I was better at visual art. I suck at it. But I feel like if I was, I could be very pretentious. And that's, that's what I want. I want, uh, you know, I want, I want to be classy. I could have a little, uh, little fucking turtleneck and I could tell people that they just don't understand my art. You know, but in comedy, if uh, people don't understand your, your art, you're just standing in a quiet room and uh, no one believes you. But if you're in an art gallery, it's like, oh, yes, well, most people pay $10,000 for this. You can eat my fucking balls. And that's what I would say if I was a painter. And that's why I'll never be in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I could paint Barack Obama coming out of a bunch of leaves. I could, uh, I could do it. No, I couldn't. I really couldn't. It seems hard. But I could, I could have Photoshopped that. I, you know, looked pretty fucking cool, though. I liked it. Um, did anyone see the Hannibal Burris Photoshop of that? Because that was hilarious, too. Um, do you care about the World Cup? Yes, I do. I care a lot because I can only care about soccer a tiny amount. And that amount is once every four years. Uh, and when I care, I fucking care. And I will watch Ecuador and be like, fuck yeah, Ecuador, that's my shit. And then, you know, I, then I don't care again. Because um, that is the American way. When we can extract resources or fun, we care about your country. Um, and otherwise, you know, call me later. Uh, I was I just came from watching women's downhill skiing, so that should give you an idea of where my mind's at with sports. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is it popping right now? Uh, if Bob Costas is gonna stand on NBC and be like, "This is historic, this is unbelievable," I'll be like, "Yeah, he's probably right," and then I'll fucking watch it. I don't give a shit about figure skating, but if you tell me it's the biggest moment in this young man and woman's career, I'll watch that. Because sports are basically just reality TV for boys. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, yeah, people are hitting each other. Uh, this is football, of course, not figure skating. Although, God damn it, would I watch figure... Uh, that's just hockey. <laughs> that's just hockey. Um, 
And that's one of my favorite sports. So I think I really got to the bottom of that quickly. Um, but it is like I watch Sports Center and and then if someone's watching like E News, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? All right, you, they, these people don't care about you, but I believe in LeBron James athleticism. <laughs> like, <laughs> we get into the storylines. I know who Tom Brady's wife is. It's basically People Magazine. You know, it's just freaking testosterone up so it's super chill because that's how that because that's how that works that's why I go to the gym and get fucking get that testosterone going boom tell us about drugs I don't think that I need to (laughs) I mean (laughs) I've been to mutiny radio I know how I know how it goes around here um Drugs are cool. That's, that's what they don't always tell you, but in moderation. <laughs> I like, Pam, what's your favorite drug? Weed. Weed, yeah, that actually makes sense. That's how I got paid tonight. Uh, allegedly, internet, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. I would say that, n- what? It's legal, exactly. It's yeah, it's kind of legal. Uh, there's, I, uh, not all drugs are created equally, and I think people get that because some drugs can be very good for you if you do them correctly, and some, you know, like, you know, like uh, Coke is really fun. It's in no way ever helps you. You know, <laughs> like it's never a good. You never wake up. You do like Coke two days in a row, and you get hammered. And you wake up, and you're like. Get back to work. I'm ready for the week. You're literally like, man, I haven't like felt the depths of my soul like this in so long. I'm like not a depressed person, but I have made myself depressed by my own choices. There will be like days of the week where I'm like, oh, fuck, man, life's not worth it. Like, we're all going to die anyway. And then I like four days later, I'm like, I still know that, but I've always known that. I'm just not sad right now, like chemically. Um, But then you could also take like mushrooms and be like, oh, shit, maybe there is a God and this is worth it. And so there you go. And that's why I recommend if you're going to do drugs, you should always make sure to put them up your butt. Because you need to know what you're working with, you know? You want to numb the system, get a little butt chug going, do your thing. All right. (laughs) What do we got? What do you do when you find a hair in your food? That's a good question, and I actually take pride in this. I fucking pull it out, and I eat my food like a fucking person. I don't give a shit. Unless it's my mom, then I beat the shit out of her, dude, because I don't play that shit, Barbara. Get that fucking hair out of my food, you old woman. Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, if it's, if it's egregious or, like, if, this, you know, the server is mean to me or I just hate the restaurant, but if it's, like, everyone's doing their best and, you know, hair falls out, eh, you know, whatever. I sit, I mean, I sulk quietly. I'm very upset. Uh, I, I go on Yelp and I destroy them. I light them up. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, it doesn't bother me that much, but I think part of that's because I really do hate asking for things. 
Like, like if I go to a restaurant and they put me at the worst table and someone's like, should we move? I'm like, I don't know. I think they hate us. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm like that. I have friends that are like, I, I wish I was more like, I have friends that just go in and boom, they just get everything done. They set everything up nice. I just, if I'm like with a customer service person, I'm like, oh yes, thank you very much. I don't, yeah, their jobs suck. I feel good about it. Um, <laughs> babies are dumb. True dat. Uh, that's... <laughs> That's the point of a baby, um, is that uh, they're dumb, and that you can, it's like a blank canvas. And I think what parenting is, is you take all of like your hopes and dreams that didn't work out, and you cram them down the throat of that child, and you hope that it becomes what you could not. At least that's what I learned from all of my Little League coaches. Because that is how they treated their kids, and it was very uncomfortable, and I hated it. Um, my parents, I think, did a better job, but those guys really were like, my son's going to fucking play for the Orioles. And I was like, dude, he's nine years old. I'm thinking of someone very specific. Um, it's Michael Leonard. All right. Uh, that is his real name. Hopefully he doesn't listen to Mutiny Radio. Uh, or maybe he should. But babies are dumb, yes. But, you know, I'll eventually, I think I'll have one. Because I like to fuck. <laughs> and I hate condoms. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Um, all right. That's just last pull. Hell yeah. Last time I pull out, Pam. There it is. Uh, this is the first political one yet. Dot, dot, dot. Speaking of blank canvases, <laughs> that's like, I don't, uh, well, I don't know where to take that. Um, I think, I think it's a funny time in politics because uh, as a comedian, everyone comes up to you and they're like, you must be getting all this material. I mean, Donald Trump, right? And that's like, well, it's hard because he's clearly an idiot. So I don't have like a hot take on that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to, like, make political comedy great again because I don't want to be saying the same shit that everyone else is saying. And it's very hard. That's why I feel like a lot of comics are going and they're just, like, giving up and being like, I'll just make fun of the left because they're being fucking crazy. Because if I went up here and I was like, Donald Trump, that guy's a real fucking piece of work, huh? You guys would be like, yeah, I'll just watch the news. I don't need you to fucking tell me that. Preaching to the choir is like the most boring thing ever, which is what makes it hard in comedy right now because there's nothing else to say aside from the fact that I hope we don't all die. Um, I, but I think it's cool that we have a president that, uh, that fucks. You know, he gets out there and, you know, he gets it in. And then, I, all right. Um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to come up with something. He fucked a porn star while he's married to, like, his third wife. And the evangelical voting block is like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Which I think is the dawning of the greatest party in American political history. So everybody get your dick wet. That's my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know I've been thinking about Melania and porn stars. I've never thought more about porn stars than in this past week because I've never been a porn watcher or anything. I'm like, just not into it. Didn't even know who the Stormy Daniels girl was. 
didn't even no. know. I learned, I learned through comedy what was really happening. And then I realized that that's how we can, we in San Francisco, we can do our part and we can overtake the presidency. And what we need to do is we need an army of porn stars. And so what I need is some sex workers from kink.com. We're gonna get together and it's gonna be like a sting operation, like a massive sting operation, like 50 undercover porn stars with like cameras. And they're all like, yeah, and they all go up to the president, I wanna suck your dick, I wanna suck your dick. And they've got like a camera and they're like, tell me about all the bad things you've done. And then they all, wouldn't it be fun? We could compile all the footage together. But the whole point would be that there would be army of porn stars. It's gonna be like a new, Kink.com will become a 501c3 political party. It'll be really exciting. It'll be like, sex workers finally did something. I mean, besides working for everybody and sucking other dicks and everything. <laughs> sex workers are great. I mean, anyway, okay. I don't want to disparage any sex workers in the making of this joke, honestly. Your next comedian, I learned so much this week in an interview with him and some call me Tim. He's so philosophical. He taught me that, like, I asked him about higher powers, and he was like, yeah, there's higher powers, like, gravity's a higher power and like radiation's a higher power and like fucking thinking about it he's exactly right like explain that shit that's magic or we can call it god uh, put your hands together everybody for keith d'souza yeah. all right good to be here on the hell hat sounds like an acdc song doesn't it hell hat Louis C.K. was right? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you care about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> That's literally what this says. I, I got a story about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Um, the first year of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, Pam, uh, uh, I see Pam at a mic here. Uh, she goes, hey, uh, you know, we're doing a comedy festival here at Muni Radio. Um, you, you should apply to it. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I've known Pam five, six years at this point. I'm like, oh, duh, do I really need to apply to it, Pam? Can we, you know, you've, you've seen my set before, you know. She's like, no, 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 everyone has to apply. I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, that's, this is just a formality, right? So I go to the website. I, I apply to be a, a comedian in the Muni Radio, the first ever Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, cut to a month later, I get a rejection email <laughs> from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's like, I don't, my ego doesn't need that. You know what I mean? Like, I have friends of mine who are on TV.